Top of the morning to you, laddies. This is Little Wars. How you doing? I'm your host, Mongooseptikai. And with me is my is my other host, uh, my good buddy, Jack. How you doing there, Jack? Hey! Uh, hey there, guy. Okay, that bit was horrible. We're never doing that again. Welcome to Little Wars. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and with me in the third chair, per usual, is everyone's favorite, uh, John. John, how you doing? I can't tell if you ruined the audio settings on my computer with that, or if you, like, gave me a stroke, but everything sounds quiet now. Uh, I, uh, as, lo as, long as, your, as long as your saliva doesn't taste like iron, then you're okay. No, it's copper. We're, we're fine. It's copper. Oh, okay, good. Thank you. Yeah, different metal. All right. Wait, is his saliva not supposed to taste like copper, or is it supposed to taste like copper? I'm confused. Well, what was the last metal you were licking? Uh, is Fortnite a metal? It it's got several medals. Because I have the authority that Fortnite makes you uh, makes you racist, and and since I'm a zoomer, I mean I've never played Fortnite, but I own a Fortnite T-shirt, and I was wearing it earlier this week. So, yeah, I think I think that's a the uniform of the neo-Nazi. I mean, yeah, that's that's the brown the the, the Fortnite ironic Fortnite T-shirt with like a, a frizzy-haired mulatto in a in a Fortnite outfit. Uh, on the shirt and worn worn by like a scrawny white kid. That is the SS of our time. Right, right. It's a symbol of like everything you hate, and you're wearing it to advertise to other racists. That is a symbol of eternal, eternal fascism and racism yeah. and sexism and homophobia and can you think of oh, transphobia, queerphobia, bigot, mm -hmm. big bigotry? Is that the word that you, the big big tree, the big tree? The big tree of bigotry. <laughs> anyway, so the, the basic idea we're getting at is that Fortnite makes you racist. And this is according to the New York Times, a very trustworthy and wonderful publication. Also from the New York Times, the cool kids are playing D&D. &D. Are the cool kids playing D&D, &D, though? Apparently, according to the New York Times, they are. I mean, because all the evil racist Nazi kids are playing Fortnite, so, you know. <laughs> I'm. I don't. I. I think you can play D and D and play Fortnite. That's not how these <laughs> things work. You're either racist or you're not. <laughs> you're either Fortnite or you're Dungeons and Dragons. Make up your mind. Which way, white man? <sighs> I. Okay. So. So this this D and D article. This is just. I. <sighs> But D&D isn't only about inventing a more badass version of myself, comma. So, so yeah, it's about inventing a more badass version of yourself. That's, that's, not, that's not narcissistic at all. With wings and magic powers instead of sneakers and laptop. And, yeah, and a laptop. I was also drawn to the idea of building a social group whose baseline assumption was that we'd see each other, see one another regularly. That's a sense of purpose to the gathering. Hmm. I don't know about that. Like, 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 like I, I get the second part of that paragraph. Well, there, she's literally just admitting that, like, she's like a, a purposeless, you know, pointless person, and she needs some kind of like mechanical Skinner box to give her coming together with other people a reason. Otherwise, like she, she mentions elsewhere in the article. Otherwise, they would be meeting up and just being on their phones and on social media the entire time. I feel personally attacked by your comments about needing a Skinner box. Well, that's because you're a Zoomer. 
No. And Zoomers live off of Skitterbox. I think it has more to do with being online than being a Zoomer, but, you know. I think those two things are related, buddy. <laughs> eh. So this is, by the way, this is a, uh, a Jewish woman who wrote this article, Annalie Newitz. And uh, she's talking about how her dungeon master is uh, Kate, uh, also a woman. And uh, they're joined by friends in a dining room table, and she's going on about how, like, the feeling of sheer awesomeness drew me into the game when I was 11, and going on about her character, and I'm just, I'm not getting any sense that this is uh, actually about anything beyond just, like, having something to bring these people together and, like, give them a reason to talk to each other. It's very, it's almost sad that it's like, they need to have this, like, it's it's like fantasy escapism version of socializing. Well, I mean, okay, so, so let's be, let's be honest with ourselves, though. Like, like, is, is that not, is that not why we play role-playing games, too? I mean, it does kind of keep us sane a little bit. No, no, I can talk to no. you right now without having, like, needing to roll a d20. Well, yeah, that's correct, but, but I mean, I mean, the, the, the part of the idea of doing things like this once a week is that you get together with everyone and you know the, and... these are just neurotic urbanites being neurotic yeah they're particularly neurotic about hate-based social movements too i don't know what that might be all about yeah i mean anytime you get anytime you get someone who's a uh, female and a jew they're gonna add in some little barb about how uh oh the online hate movements and uh, this time it was about how when you when you meet up with people, there's a face there, uh, and you you can see sadness in that face if you're being a jerk. But when you're when you're just online, there's a toxic distance that allows us to pretend that we're not socializing with people. And then of course that immediately leads into uh, uh, there, there's a reason that gamer arguments over fake countries and non-existent knights can morph all too easily into hate-based social movements, which is interesting. Oh, oh my god! I mean, because she threw in the whole like fake knights and no uh, fake uh, countries and non-existent knights, she's kind of implying that like online games of D and D also lead to the alt right. Like if you're doing it over like Roll20 and Discord or something. That's right. All roads lead <laughs> to the alt-right. All roads lead lead into the bosom of Ben Shapiro. Actually, actually, no. If you had white guys playing D&D &D together, they would be racist and Nazis as well. I mean, that's just how it works. That's that's just how it be. Yeah. Um. I think the implication there is if there's people playing D and D and this Jew is not there to oversee it, then it's going to become Nazi, right? Because if she's not there to like you know tut tut and tell you, oh, that's really problematic, then you might do something that's accidentally Nazi. Well, I mean, it's all about boiling the frog, right? I mean, have you ever actually played a role playing game with a Jewish woman before? Either of I you? have not. Actually. I played with a regular woman, and sh that's pretty Jewish. <laughs> spiritually jewish yeah i mean i actually played a regular or a role-playing game with a jewish woman once and it's not that they're going to tell you to their face but they they're very like they use body language and things and like facial expressions overdone to sort of get across in a very passive aggressive way to get you to get you to like do what they want you to 
do. I mean, it's a very sort of passive-aggressive way of approaching social interaction, but they can't do, like, this entire, like, hand gesture, like, face bit if you're not there. Right, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've I've never I've never played. I mean, I take that back. I probably have played uh uh role playing games with Jewish women before, but it has never like 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 you know I can't I can't remember anything specific like that. <laughs> <laughs> when we fantasize together in person, we always know that the bot army isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> we know that an insult can hurt. But online we wear masks over masks. <laughs> they're they're like are they literally doing D sessions where they fight the Russian bot army? <laughs> I still love the internet, but I'd rather have real friendship with a half elf bard than a thousand faceless followers. Well, I'm sorry, but you don't get to have a real friendship with either. Okay? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I'd rather have a real friendship with a fictional person. <laughs> okay. This- this reminds me of these people who like who who constantly refer to uh fantasy uh you know uh countries and people. Yeah, this reminds me this reminds me of people who try to make Harry Potter into a religion. Yeah. It's got it's that like, same kind like, of vibe. These things aren't real. Yeah. Guy. No, look, oh. John John here is actually best friends with Violet Evergarden. You can ask him. Like, that's just how these things work, obviously. Duh. Okay, alright. Violet Evergarden is real in my heart. You don't <laughs> need to do that. You you didn't mm. need to do that. No, oh. we're doing we're doing the bit. We're doing the bit where we make fun of this person for saying some ridiculously stupid stuff. Cause it's like, yeah, no, you're not friends with your 250 yeah, Twitter followers on your like uh Hulk Hogan Groiper account, right? <laughs> yeah, no, of course not. But I just it's it really is almost like a uh like they're throwing up this um alternate version of themselves that can be alternate that can be friends with alternate versions of their actual friends because they are such shallow people that they need that surrogate to have fun and be good friends. And that makes them, like, feel as if they have friends by proxy. Did you not read where she's talking about the more badass version of herself? I think it's that it's just a power fantasy. Well, I mean, that's that, that that's kind of a, uh, a, a thing that they level on normal D&D players all the time, is that, oh, this is just a white male power fantasy, you know? Well, I mean, this is literally just their power fantasy. I mean, like... A lot of people, when they start first start playing role playing games, and even when they start playing over um, uh, role playing games, they do fall into these very bizarre power fantasies, or even very conventional ones. Like you will see women play like a female power fantasy, or guys will do the the bit sometimes. Some people never grow out of it. But no, I mean, like, yeah. it's almost like they're, they just want to be the more badass, cooler version of themselves. Yeah, they, I mean, she mentions we want to escape into fantasy worlds where we know who the bad guys are. Uh, to her, it's uh, uh, white males. Uh, and we know, uh, and our spells to banish evil actually work. And, of course, to her, that's uh, <laughs> like white nationalism band. and Christianity. Yeah. Tweetus deletus. <laughs> <laughs> Skedaddle, skadoodle, your Twitter is now a noodle. <laughs> yeah. She she even starts out this article by saying by admitting I started playing 
Dungeons and Dragons right around the time I completely gave up on Facebook. It was a little less than a year ago as the first stories broke about Cambridge Analytica scandal. I was sick of the social media idea of friendship, defined as likes or shares, or X knows the same 50 people you know. So <laughs> so she, she was literally making her friends uh, circle around around likes and and little hearts in in uh, on the website twitter.com yeah well yeah <laughs> i mean she that that link that uh that that um uh, at the very beginning when she says that uh she left it at the cambridge analytica sc- scandal that is yeah. uh how trump consultants exploited the facebook data of millions <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's literally just like you know the 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 pre-election like data mining that every single party does, but New York Times is like whining about it when Trump does it. Well, I I find it fascinating that she's that she specifically found that as like a like a landmark. Like I can't even tell you when that broke. Like I I can't even tell you when most of the political happenings in 2016 happened. Well, the, the thing about it is because we oftentimes are looking at their rhetoric ver- with a very focused lens so oftentimes we'll hear their rhetoric like two or three times before it quote unquote breaks mm-hmm. because they'll, uh, they'll, they'll only start pushing something at a certain point but when they start pushing it oftentimes we'll just be like oh they're on that thing again you know? Yeah. I mean we're not like plugged into the mainstream media apparatus so you know you have to remember that. Yeah, and my 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 whole point though is that it just seems like you know the, the, this was her life, right? These were the things that defined her life. Yeah, and 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 she just got broken mentally, and she decided to go, I don't know, make a cleric in D and D and play that. Well, I mean, basically, what happened is is Trump invaded her Facebook safe space, so she <laughs> had right, to like right. flee and make up a fantasy country safe space. Oh no! Well, the thing—the thing about that though—is like you know how obsessed these people are with media, right? Yeah. yeah. The the interesting thing there is when you um, if you go and uh, actually look at the kinds of games these people play or want to play, and you go to their forums and stuff, it's always like, how do I play a Harry Potter game? How do I play a Game of Thrones game? It, it's always like inserting into media or emulating media rather than actually trying to create something themselves. You know? Yeah. I'm not going to pretend that our people don't have that problem with other things. <coughs> 40K. <coughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, that was too much coughing to understand. All right. Um, no, she mentions that, though. She mentions that specifically in the article. She's like, ba- but I am basically the target demographic for Stranger Things. Uh, and then uh, also she goes later and she says... Um, uh, she mentions Game of Thrones as well as a uh, a motivation for playing uh, a role playing games and like wanting to play in a Game of Thrones style game. Precisely, which is very odd because she says she mentions D and D esque world of Game of Thrones and then immediately says where we know who the bad guys are and our spells to banish evil actually work. And I'm just like, excuse me, Jewess, do you even watch Game of Thrones? There's no like clear bad guy and banish evil in Game of Thrones. Oh, there is okay. the people that are against Daenerys or whatever her name is are the evil ones. Oh right, right, okay, right, right. right. I didn't have my 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 Jewish and a woman lens on when I was analyzing <laughs> Game of Thrones. Don't worry, right. I never leave that lens. <laughs> yeah, I never leave home without it. I haven't taken it off. It is the only way to understand the world around you at this point. 
Oh my gosh! All right, fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't have much, much else to say about this, about this article, other than just, I mean, I mean, so, so I am kind of guilty of, of you know, inserting into media like that a little bit, especially in the very beginning, but. But I mean, like, like world building is just so fun that mm-hmm. that I don't I don't understand why you why you wouldn't build your own world, even if you know, even if you're taking tropes from other media, right? Because yeah. you you can take tropes from other media. You may just really like 40k, and I would like <laughs> to defend the 40k comment, by the way, <laughs> in that you can you can completely make your own. Uh, uh, role-playing path in 40k because there are so many options to do so. If you go into Game of Thrones, you're going to have to self-insert yourself into, you know, whatever story of the week there is, right? In 40k, you can make an entire setting based on it's it's almost it's almost like a franchise. Well, Westeros is a huge country. Yeah, exactly. Like, or con- it's a continent, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, any any argument you can make for 40k. It can be made in ter- instead for Game of Thrones. I I I disagree unless unless you're talking about playing a game in like somewhere other than Westeros because because pretty much the entire continent has been uh, has been shown or talked about in the movie. And I mean, like, unless you're talking about making a making an adventure with like a group of villages somewhere that you know somewhere that like the the movie or the books haven't talked about like 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 if you're if you're going to make a an adventure in westeros you're going to self-insert yourself into other characters you know no not necessarily i i mean that's like saying just because you're playing in the imperium like you're including you know the uh, imperial guard so you're inserting yourself into like imperial guard fiction no not necessarily you're you're still you're still building on the world building that's been done before it's just like you don't you're just making like your own custom slice of it but beyond that warhammer 40k has pretty much described the the formulas you're supposed to use for planets they already have the imperial planet classifications there's a ton of media out there that has basically set forth like all of the the basic like 40k story archetypes that people expect i mean when i i mean and these are just endemic problems to using a pre-constructed uh a game as opposed to making your own thing. I mean, it's not necessarily going to be unique to Warhammer 40k, mm-hmm. but it's definitely going to be a thing when you use this like a pre-constructed setting like a Game of Thrones or 40k or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can agree to disagree, that's fine. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I... See, see how I got out of that. Yeah, I mean, I but I do like looking at this sort of like media focus with it, wherein it's totally just focused on interactions with media. Yeah, it it definitely brings brings a new lens to it. I mean, I I mean, I I've read articles from the New York Times and other and other you know fake news outlets before talking about this kind of stuff, mm. but. But yeah, especially in the year 2019, it's it's very telling. You can you can analyze a lot from their uh, from their notions about things. I also like how it's like a, a nostalgia thing too. Like she mentions that uh, she used to play Dungeons and Dragons back in the 80s, and she's like trying to reclaim this feeling of you know badass badassery or uh, uh, you know the enjoyment that she used to have back then. 
uh, by by just doing the same thing. Like Dungeon, that's that's an interesting part of why Dungeons and Dragons has as much pull as it does, is because it's just the same thing as it used to be back then. Well, and she was probably playing. She, like, like back in the 80s she was probably playing with all of her friends from her nice school yeah right? she did sixth sixth grade lunch yeah yeah and she was she was probably she was probably far more racist and misogynist than she is today well no she's a jew and a woman well but 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 as history goes on it warps everybody including her right yeah. so so even even in the 80s like like you know the yeah, sure. She's a she. She's Jewish and she's a woman, and she's writing for the New York Times. But you know, back then everybody was everybody was more depoliticized. Look, I'm not racist. I just don't like these schwarzes in my lunch line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so I don't know. I I like like she's trying to recapture that, and she's she's specifically omitting uh, parts of her experience when she was in sixth grade that would probably make it more fun for her but but you know she's either brainwashed demoralized or whatever well you you understand trump is on facebook now stealing the datas <laughs> right so she she has to right. flee into the past where there was no trump wait trump was in the 80s too oh no yeah yeah, and she probably didn't think twice about it no yeah but he was there all along along with his russian bot time traveling army <laughs> well the russians were in the 80s oh my Sorry. god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i mean these guys are i mean they're fundamentally political people yeah. everything is political for them and it's yeah yeah i mean they're just they can't interact with anything unless it has political under i mean that's why they like game of thrones mm. uh, is that it, the show takes on a sort of political tone for them they can't actually interpret media through any other lens. Yeah. And even when they're like in RPGs where they're making their own media, they have to project uh they have to project a sort of political lens onto it. Otherwise they can't interact with it because they don't really have anything more than politics to anything. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder uh I wonder how much their game is spent overthrowing the uh evil uh human despot of uh of Drumpf. Well, actually, actually, she's talking about fighting the Dragon Queen Tiamat. Yeah, I saw that part. But, they're just uh, playing modules. It looks like yeah. to me. Oh, that's I even mean, worse. I mean, which is even worse. Oh, yeah, you're <laughs> not even one being thing If you made up like an evil human empire with like Blorm, actually, I would ironically, even play that. pretending, dude, dude, meta, meta, meta role playing game. The role playing game is you're actually role playing as shit libs playing a role playing game, oh. right? You have to win by like for like forcing in the most virtue signaling throughout the game. No, 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 no. You win by overthrowing the evil overlord Drumpf in the game, but like everyone is trying to be a shit lib and out signal each other. Right. <laughs> right. I think that that would actually be a lot of fun. I think you win by like making everyone else's characters uncomfortable by virtue signaling so hard that you are, have the most virtue. Like you don't have hit points, you have virtue points. This would actually be a funny RPG. <laughs> Dude, we could have we could have we could have a uh, uh, rollerblade neon uh, alt right fort Fortnite players as enemies. <laughs> I mean, you can you can imagine this sort of like and Russian robots. Dude, you have Fashwave enemies. Uh, you have uh, 
uh, Dino the Clown with really stale memes. You could yep. have um, Frog Army, Wignats, just just a group of Wignats. They don't know dude. about Wignats, dude. They don't they don't know what that is. Shut up! Doesn't matter. The, they conceive of all of us as Wignats. No, no, no. We're role playing. We're role playing as shitlibs. You got to think from the shitlib mindset. So they've got a bunch of racist frogs. Oh, they've yeah. got they've got their clown army. There's milk. Milk is evil. <laughs> yeah. The, the flag is just an okay sign holding milk somehow at the same time. It, it's an okay sign made out of milk. Oh, God. Oh, God. So, so it's all just white. It's just a white yeah, flag. It's, the it's just a white flag. <laughs> it's a glass shaped like the okay sign that's poured, like, has milk poured into it. I like this idea. No, I mean, that would actually be a lot of fun. This would probably be more fun than playing the modules she plays. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, that kind of game would actually require competent people, so it'd be pretty difficult to pull off. Yeah. All this all this politicization makes me think back to, uh, uh, what is it? I think it was Spengler who, who predicted that by this time, like, all, all or most sciences would devolve into, uh, would devolve into social, uh, you know, social movements. Like, like, you know, yeah. this is how this, this is. So, well, I so mean, like, so like, the, didn't uh, we the just black recently hole? discovered that black holes are jelly yeah. donuts? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, right. Right. Like, like, like the black hole thing was all a celebration about this, this woman who changed the font size. Uh, excuse the application. me. Excuse me. It's whammon. Oh, Wait, it's they used an application and not a program. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On the app. <laughs> she had oh, yeah, excuse, me. <laughs> excuse me. She reprogrammed the app. Right. Wait, so are we sure that she wasn't a racist Zoomer who played Fortnite to become a white supremacist? <laughs> well, that's actually a very good question. Nah, she's a whammy. They don't count. Are we sure that Black Hole Ladies wasn't wasn't based in Red Pill? Look, Gamer, Gamergate told me there are no female gamers, okay? Go mm. home, gamer girl. Go home, game. Old enough to bleep. No, sorry. Sorry. So, mm. so, so what I'm trying to point out here is that Spangler predicted the rise of gamer culture he predicted that dude was Sp was uh, was spengler the first gamer i think spengler well i don't know about that but i think i think he's definitely in the running for the first gamer oswald spengler was the first gamer hmm. cheers mm. i'm gonna i'm gonna have mm. to reread his books now <laughs> from a gamer perspective from a gamer perspective that's right yeah that's right <laughs> the fall of the Soviet Union, actually the fall of uh the rise and fall of the gamer empire. The rise and fall of the gamer empire, exactly. He he predicted the fall of the Soviet Union by one year. He said he said it was going to fall in 1992 and it fell in fell in like what 1991 or something. Uh the Soviet so. Union was effectively over by 1990, but like officially it depends on how exactly you oh, define it no. because you from a period of 1990 to 1992, <laughs> uh, all of the constituent republics were seceding. So I guess you could say it had like officially fallen by 1992. Yeah, but what was the armor rating of the Soviet Union and the armor pen of the U.S. and the roll the dice on the table when the nations get together and they fight? Are you telling me that wargaming is Jewish? No, I'm just nasally because I'm sick. I'm glad, uh, John. I'm glad you asked because actually I was thinking <laughs> about the army I was going to run for Team Yankee. And I actually did decide on the Soviet Union. Oh. So tell me, tell me, Mongoose. No, John, John, shut up. I need, I need him. I need him to say this, Mongoose. Tell me why exactly you chose the Soviet Union. Because I want to do Afghansi VDV helicopter spam. 
Helicopter spam. Okay. All right. No, so because he loves Russia, dude. No, it's not. No, it's not. He hates helicopters. Okay. He went into a huge rant about helicopters. I need to know. No, it was airplanes. It was airplanes. Helicopters are different, but. Beyond that, it's because <laughs> Flames of War and Team Yankee are fundamentally different games with the way they deal with aircraft. Well, not fundamentally different, but they have very key differences. Oh, please, go on. <laughs> please, go on. Well, you'd be surprised the difference between, like, you know, autocannons and then, like, a game where you have, like, you know, radar tracking autocannons and SAMs, like, how much easier it is to deal with, like, really powerful aircraft. Like, that's the difference. Hmm. Hmm. I still don't accept this. And beyond that, I just like I'm looking at it like I, I want to play with uh, T64s. Those look nice too, and Hind Ds. Those look cool. So, so is that why? Is that why? You, because you you originally decided on the Iranians, right? Yeah, I was thinking about it, and then I was doing more research, and as I kind of looked at it, I was like, yeah, but the Iranians really only do one thing. With the Soviets, there's a lot of very good variety, and also they have the paratroopers from Afghanistan, which was the most Kino war ever to be fought, period. So so why the Soviet Union? I mean, other than, well, okay. okay. So let me, let, me, let, me, let me back up. Like, I know why the Soviet Union, because you want helicopter spam, plus, plus there are some tanks that look aesthetic. Is they have correct? some very nice, they have the, I think they have the better looking tanks of the time period. They have very, very good, um, they they just have a lot of very cool looking equipment. They have, um, in my opinion, some of the, the, their paratroopers from Afghanistan just look pretty cool. I mean, then there's like a cool, like aesthetic with that, that I like. They, um, they have, I like their APCs more. I like their tanks more. The Hind D is literally one of my favorite combat aircraft of all time, and it's an army that literally allows me to, like, do 12 Hind Ds. It's it's the equivalent of the Imperial Guard, um, what were they, uh, vul- not Vultures, the the Valkyrie with the two last uh, cannons on the bottom of it, what was it called? Uh, the Valkyries? No. The Pigeons? The Vendetta. Yeah? The Vendetta, the Vendetta gunship. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I know what you're that was. About. That was my next guess. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> eh. No, it's it's just a vendetta. It's it's similar to a vendetta spam army with. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I just I just I just I I mean my 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 opinion autism needed to be satiated. <laughs> now 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 you can give him shit about about talking about uh actual war games. No no no. Go on about your pigeons with machine guns. I love it. <laughs> I mean, if there was a war game about pigeon girls with machine guns, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, that's basically my role-playing game that I'm running. Yeah, but it's not a war game. Well, no, that's why it's better. I can't collect little miniature pigeon girls and paint <laughs> them. All right, that does sound pretty cute. I, I'll give you that. Exactly. That's 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 the point. But then, then whenever they get shot, it's like an actual tragedy. Yeah, but that's why you you can keep playing with them over and over, and you can make middle stories for them and give them little names. Some may <laughs> even call it a Shoah. Oh, you may. Never forget the six million pellets of bird shot. <laughs> Every time a pigeon girl gets shot down, you have to like you know and play her spiraling down to the table. Check your six jet age, but it's just uh, it's just bald eagle girls with machine guns. <laughs> and Roman candles. All right, I'm on board. You got me back again. 
you could theoretically run that army in 40k as demons. Wait, wait, I've got one. I've got one. Avalon Hills submarine, except it's Mersharks. Oh, uh, interesting. Okay, I'm not familiar with the actual game, but it's a it's a hex game about it's a hex board war game about submarines. Hmm. That's all. Do these submarines launch missiles? They launch tor- torpedoes. Torpedoes. Well, yeah, how, the... how would that follow? I don't know. You could give them like explosive harpoons or something. Oh, I mean, okay. All right. Yeah, I like it. I think that's a great idea. Um, I mean, as everyone knows, there's very few things you can't improve by adding Monster Girls, and like the the list there is basically just Monster Girls. Um, or about mm. the only thing you can't improve by adding Monster Girls because they're already Monster Girls. I don't know. You could always do with more Monster Girls, though. Well, yeah, but that's like adding more Monster Girls. It's not like adding the concept yeah, okay. of Monster oh, Girls okay, to okay. it. You know, like if you just add more Monster Girls, then they're just monster, or you just add more Monster Girls, then they're just like female monsters as opposed to actual Monster Girls, and that's like right, fake and right. lame as opposed to like based and red pilled. Yeah, no, I'm on board. Okay. Yeah, no, totally. Actually, real question: Um, why haven't people produced scale water slide decals of anime girls for like miniature wargaming models? Wait, go back. Scaled, scaled waterfall, water decals? slide, water slide. They're like water slide, slide on with water. Yeah, you know those. Oh, are... yeah. Okay, water slide. Okay, I got you. I got you. So, so yeah. So, so like you put a little, you put the decal in water, and then you slide it off the thing and onto the. Uh, See, like a transfer. When you said that, I was immediately thinking of like a slip and slide shaped like a lamia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a Lamia slip and now, slide. Now that would that would be cool too, but I want a way <laughs> to put an anime Lamia on the side of my hind D without having to freehand it. She's great at uh barbecues. You know, you can just <laughs> you know barbecue <laughs> barbecue the NATO tanks. No, I for the forget, Okay, because Mongoose, that doesn't exist because it's not historical and historical nerds are autistic about that kind of thing. Uh, let's go back to the slip and slide Lamia. I think we're really on to something. Like, well, imagine actually, a slip like, and slide. Most of but the historical the end... nerds left Team Yankee when they introduced the Sergeant York, but okay. <laughs> okay, what a... Well, I don't know what that... Weird flex, but okay. Uh, do you want to... Ex- okay, go ahead, Mongoose. Explain the joke. Well, okay, okay. I mean, I wasn't going to explain it because I know there's like one dude out there who got the joke and he's laughing, but everybody else is mad. The Sergeant York was an experimental tank, and there was like this huge community like, like shit fet shit show when they did, they're like introduced it as a combat deployed unit for the for the American Army, and there was like this big thing of like well, it was experimental, it never got deployed. Why is this in the game? Why is it in the game? Why is this? And there was a lot of screaming and bitching and moaning about it. Basically, that's why there's no Lamia decals. Well, I mean, like, why? Like, you'd think that somebody would make like Lamia decals in general for like people to play like Warhammer or these games, because there would be a market for that. I mean, <laughs> maybe. How big is the overlap of the wargaming and Monster Girl market? I mean, I guess we could tell by our our, our listens to the podcast, right? Like twenty, maybe. Nah, I mean, like. <laughs> Traditional games people like Monster Girls, so <laughs> okay. I mean I think that's a pretty big overlap. <laughs> I would I would totally put them on all of my 40k tanks. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't and I don't care I don't care how heretical it is because uh, because that only makes me stronger. 
<laughs> Basically, okay. yeah. I mean, I mean, you can't really, you can't really argue with this idea. It's a great idea. Well, then start it up. <laughs> start your own thing. Let's do this. Don't we? Don't we know a guy that does this kind of stuff? He three D prints models. Yeah. He doesn't make decals. Oh. I should print decals. We need some three D prints Lamia models to place on top of the tanks. No, dude, you could totally make mm. a, uh, a a a Furies uh, uh, Chaos Demon list, mm. and just do just do unaligned Furies as the. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this list now. This is gonna be a thing. <laughs> I recognize that tone of voice. It's that same tone of voice when I'm like, I have a crazy idea for a character. I'm just gonna make it for Shadowrun, even though I don't have a game to run it in. <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't. I don't have the models. I don't even right. know the rules very well, but I'm going to make a list for it. Yep. I mean, mm. I mean, you could even you could even do like demons and greater demons. Like like furies are like minor demons, right? Unaligned minor demons that don't require a, a chaos mark. So you could mm. have you could have a bunch of those, and then you can have like a few like slaneshi uh, lamias, and you know, John, like John, that. let's back up here a second. You like mentioning the people that don't have games, but they like make characters anyway. That's like the saddest thing to me. Uh, it's it's an engagement sometimes it's an engagement on a mechanical level with a game uh, I mean with with, uh, narrative backing of course like there's a character concept and you want to see it put into mechanics it only really makes sense in a system that has a heavy emphasis on mechanics which uh, Shadowrun does but like I've done something where I'm like boy it'd be interesting to have like this super soldier with all these like replaced limbs oh I wonder if it would work within the confines of the mechanics and so it's like, oh, I'll try, I'll try putting it to paper and see what happens. I mean, I mean, sometimes when I'm about to start a campaign of some kind, I'll actually make a few characters and uh, and decide before before the game. I don't know. I do that sometimes, but only only if I have like a reason. Though. Well, yeah, but that's like you have a campaign. You're not like yeah. making characters on your own because you don't have a game. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Generally, I only do that when I'm already playing Shadowrun with other people. So, like, you know, I'll be like, if another game starts up, I want to have an idea ready kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I used to play Shadowrun a lot more than I do now. Or, like, if I'm if I'm thinking about uh, starting up a new game, I'll, uh, I'll start designing it. I'll make some simple characters, you know, mm-hmm. just to, uh, you know, just to think about it a little bit. Get those creative juices flowing. That's right. But yeah, the 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 guy who has binders of uh characters, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, who has an entire book full of like just information about a setting or something? I don't know. Uh. <laughs> Whoa. Well, gee whiz, I don't know. <laughs> who could that be? Uh, no one. No, we're just. This is just hypothetical. Nobody I know. I, yeah. I certainly know that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, one thing I did want to bring up uh, as we get close to the end here is uh, you guys mentioned last week uh, combat in RPGs, and yeah. uh, I just wanted to report back and say that uh, last week I ran my first session of my role-playing game, and I had what was the most enjoyable experience with combat in a role-playing game to date because we were playing in Fate. Stay night. For those <laughs> who don't know, Fate is an acronym, F-A-T-E. 
I'm not going to tell you what it stands for, but if you ever reference it online, make sure that you always reference it as an acronym because the developer really loves it when you do that. <laughs> okay. The acronym stands for fucking hell, King Arthur's a girl, question mark. That's, what? That's not even yeah, the right letters. Fate, fate, stay night. I mean, come on, bro. Okay. <laughs> We're not, I'm not even talking... <laughs> Well, I mean that brings us that brings us from Fortnite to Fortnite, doesn't it? No, I was no, I wasn't talking about Fate Night. No, but Fate is Fortnite. <laughs> no, Fate. Okay, Fate the anime is the Fortnite of animes. I mean, but it I is, wasn't and that's talking. That's what makes it good and based in red pill. No, I'm not. T- that's what makes it racist pilled, I guess. <laughs> I mean, Fate is highly Evolian. I mean, yeah. When you turn the uh, Egyptian We Was Kangs posting into tan anime girls, I can't, I can't argue. Yeah, I mean, who's gonna, the, the big titty kitsune GF, who's gonna argue? Nobody. Look, I wasn't talking about that fate, alright? I know you this weren't. Is, <laughs> this is one long attack on my spiritual well-being right here. This is called a bit. Uh... <laughs> The bit is at my expense is the problem. <laughs> the, the bit is fundamentally funny. And yeah, okay. People are laughing right now. Very funny. I can hear that. All right. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Forget it. I don't even... You know what? Forget, <laughs> combat happens in role-playing games. Believe me. All right. Moving on. Forget uh, it. Combat happens and... Oh, oh, no, no. <sighs> you, you've deflated role playing games spirits. happened and that that was a mistake honestly role playing games were a mistake um <laughs> as was anime i've heard apparently yeah oh well what are you going to do but um ching we'll see you next week i guess Bye. Goodbye. (laughs) Oh wow, that was that was a little
Thank you.